Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, Superman, in his guise of Clark Kent, pursues his investigation of the Ghost Brigade as disaster again threatens the city of Metropolis. Here, right? I've just received a radio report from the fireboat that's fighting this place on the other side. Well, the skipper reports the burning oil is floating out into the harbor with the tide. No. And there are two freighters out there loaded with nitrate. Nitrate? Great Caesar. The fire reaches those freighters, the blast will wipe out Metropolis. That's right, and I'm afraid there's nothing we can do to stop it. <laughs> Gang, ever see a boomerang? Well, it's a curved or angular club, quite wide at the center where it bends, but tapered down at the tip so that it's easy to grasp. Its general shape is something like the rounded corner of a picture frame. It's a mighty strange weapon used by Australian natives, who throw it at their attacking enemies and handle the weapon so that it flies right back to their hands after they throw it. But very often, if they aren't careful, the boomerang bounces back and hurts them instead of the enemy. Well, boys and girls, there are some ideas that are boomerangs. Ideas that are meant to hurt others, but all too often they snap back and hurt the person who believes them. For instance, the idea that one boy or girl is better than any other for racial or religious reasons is a boomerang idea. And those who throw that idea around are sure to be hurt by it. Here's just one example of how it works. Now, suppose you're part of a club that you hope will be very successful. So, of course, you've got to have the very best kind of club members. And that means everything depends on how you pick them. Now, if you're foolish enough to keep out some boys or girls because of their religion, let's say, you may be keeping out just the very people who could make your club a success. Because, after all, all the kids with personality and popularity don't belong to just one faith. Every group has its fair share of swell guys and nasties. So if in picking club members, you vote against all the boys and girls who belong to a religion or race different from your own, you're bound to be keeping out some of the swell guys who could make your club a really top-notch one. Your prejudice will boomerang and hurt you in the long run. And what's more, you'll deserve it. 
So try to remember that. Always. And now, the adventures of Superman. Like evil reincarnations of the past, the ghosts of three famous bad men have suddenly and strangely appeared in Metropolis. And each of their visits has spelled disaster. First, a man clearly identified as Captain Kidd, the bloodthirsty 17th century pirate, was seen in the central traffic control office of the Metropolis subway, claiming to have returned for a hidden cache of Spanish gold. And a few moments later, the vast underground transportation system broke down, stranding hundreds of thousands of people and paralyzing the entire city. Then, a few short hours later, the Metropolis National Bank was robbed of half a million dollars in a daring raid by two men wearing black cowboy outfits with black kerchiefs masking their faces. Men the bank president himself swore could be none other than the notorious Western bandits, Jesse and Frank James. And still later, a tremendous fire broke out at the city docks, threatening the entire waterfront. Suddenly, in the midst of the flames, was seen the figure of another man out of the past. It was Nero, the emperor tyrant of long, long ago, who fiddled while the city burned. Now we join Superman, who in his guise of Clark Kent, the mild-mannered reporter, is unaware of the grave danger at the waterfront as he carries on his investigation of a strange clue he found in the Metropolis Bank. At the chemical analysis laboratory in Central Police Headquarters, he shows the officer in charge a small piece of wax. I'd like you to check this for me, Sergeant. Analyze it and see if you can tell me what kind of wax it is, how it was used, and uh, where I could find more of it. Hmm, it's an odd color. Where'd you get it? On the floor of the Metropolis Bank. Uh, where they pull that stick up this afternoon? Right. And here's another piece. This one was on the floor of the Subway Central Control Office. Hey, what gives, Can't You turn in detective? <laughs> yeah, sort of. Don't you think it's a pretty odd coincidence, finding pieces of wax in both places? Well, maybe. Let's see. They're different colors. One's red and the other's black. Hey, suppose I go to work on them. Things are kind of slow. Won't take me more than an hour. Oh, good. Then I'll wait. Okay, make yourself comfortable. Take that chair by the window. Thanks. Yeah, sounds like the fire boys are having themselves a time today. That's the third company that's gone by in the last 20 minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. I hope they're not all going to the same fire. Well, they're heading downtown. Great Scott, look at that black smoke. Yeah, where? See it? That's oil smoke. Oh, yeah. Huh. Looks like it's around the city docks. Hey, that's an oil fire, and it's going strong. I'll see you later, Sergeant. Yeah, where are you going? To the docks, as fast as I can. <laughs> No word from it yet, sir. I'm worried about those nitrate boats. They're still swinging anchor. Isn't there anything more we can do? No, our only hope is the fireboat. And, Your Honor, I think it would be safer for you and Miss Lane to go back. I've already sent Miss Lane back, but I'm staying. But the explosion, sir, if that stuff goes off... If it does, we're all finished. Mr. Blaine! Commissioner Blaine! Oh, yes, Bailey. Just got a report from the fireboat, sir. Well, come on, man. Off with it, off with it. Well, they can't hold the fire, sir. Less than 50 feet from the freighter. The tide's running strong. They've got to get out. Oh, no. Well, Nick, may I Bailey, order all the men in the area to lie down. Shield themselves from the blast as much as they can. Then wait for further orders. Yes, sir. Is that all you're going to do, Blaine? No, sir. I'm going to pray. I didn't I've ever prayed in my life. Turning, Perry White and Commissioner Blaine stare through the billowing clouds of black smoke at the leaping tongues of flame spreading over the harbor waters and watch in mute horror as they begin to lick at the steel hulls of the death-laden freighters. In another moment... There will be chaos 
But unseen by anyone on shore, Superman rocketing through the choking clouds of smoke spots the danger. Great Scott, this is serious. There's no time to beat that fire back now. There's only one thing left to do. Now, now! Floating down, Superman reaches the bow of the nearest freighter, lifts the heavy anchor holding it clear out of the water, and then, leaping to the next ship, duplicates his feet. Working with almost blinding speed, he ties the heavy anchor chains into a knot, and looping it around his waist, dives into the water. Then, calling on his superhuman strength, he tows the heavy craft out of danger. But, but what happened, Mr. White? Jeepers, those freighters couldn't have moved by themselves. Well, that's what it looked like, Jim. It was an amazing sight. They finally stopped out on the bay. When the Coast Guard boat caught up to them, they were drifting at anchor again as though nothing had happened. I bet I know what happened. Oh, you do, do you? I bet you anything Superman had a hand. Superman? Sure, who else? Well, maybe you're right. If so, the whole city owes him a vote of thanks. But, Mr. White, what about that man you saw in the end of the dock? You said it was Nero, the old Roman emperor. Well, that's who he looked like. But he's dead. He's been dead for hundreds of years. Great Caesar, don't you think I know that? Captain Kidd is dead, too, and Jesse James, and they were seen. Jimmy, do you know where the chief is? Wait. Well, who do you think I am? King Tut? Oh, sorry, I didn't see you. Obviously. Now, where have you been? Looking for you. I went all the way down to City Hall. It's the usual practice for an editor to visit his own paper once in a while. Okay, chief. Okay. Now, do you mind explaining where you've been and what you've been doing all afternoon? I will in a minute, but I think you'd better take a look at this first. What? A special evening extra of the Daily Blade. Ha! The Blade. Since when is there anything worth seeing in that yellow rag? Since right now... Take a look. Oh, all right. Let's see it. All the trouble I have on my hands now, I don't see why I have... Great suffering sassafras. I thought so. What is it, Mr. King? I'll shoot them. I'll shoot them. That's what I'll do. Uh, wait a minute. Slander. Please, Mr. King, tell me. There's a headline on the front page of the blade, Jim. A headline putting the blame for everything that happened in Metropolis today on Mayor Perry White. <laughs> Wide-eyed with amazement, Jimmy races around the corner of the desk and stares over Perry White's shoulder as he spreads the copy of the Daily Blade wide. In bold black print, the headline shrieks... Perry White responsible for civic disorder. Why has the Daily Blade unleashed this sudden attack? Can the paper possibly prove its charges? There's a startling new development ahead, gang. So keep listening. Gang, do you know why Pikes Peak is where it is and how come the Grand Canyon has so many different colors? Well, some folks say that it is all the doing of Paul Bunyan. Now, Paul Bunyan is said to have built Pikes Peak in his spare time and then hand-painted the Grand Canyon just for some relaxation. Well, that's how the story goes. For Paul Bunyan is America's favorite folk hero. And the tales that have grown up about this giant are almost as tall as he is supposed to have been. Yes, gang, the remarkable exploits of Paul Bunyan make thrilling stories today after many years of being told and retold by pioneers and lumbermen around the campfires and in faraway parts of the land. They began as simple stories, and with each retelling an extra twist, a new angle was added until Paul Bunyan became a favorite national folk hero. And from the stories you hear today handed down from the pioneers, why there wasn't anything anywhere that Paul couldn't do or hadn't done. Well, everybody knows that these are wonderful tall stories, although nobody actually believes them. But strange as it may seem, there are other not-so-wonderful tall stories making their rounds today. It seems fantastic, and yet some people talk as if super-special people exist today. Super-special because they belong to a certain race or religion. And, believe it or not, there are dopes who swallow that phony baloney. 
Well, since science has shown us that no man is actually different or better than another because of his race or religion, there's no excuse for any sucker to believe such tall stories. Unless, of course, they're the kind who still believe in dragons and witches on broomsticks. But don't you be one of those. And now, back to the adventures of Superman! It is later the same evening, and on a lonely stretch of highway leading into Metropolis, a huge truck roars through the darkness. In the cabin, the driver yawns, checks his watch, then turns to his helper, nodding on the seat beside him. Uh, another half hour and we'll hit the city line, Bill. Good. I'm beat. Working a double shift is too much for me. Yeah, you can say that again. But we'll get paid double time. Well, that's some help. We must be caught in a pretty valuable load for them to rush us through like this. Yeah, we are. The dispatcher back at Galesburg said they needed the stuff in Metropolis pretty bad. Hey, he's off. Something on the road. Huh? It's a guy standing out there waving a flashlight. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can see the parking lights of a car off to the side. Hey, he must be in trouble. Going to stop? Well, this is a pretty lonely stretch. Might not be another car along for some time. Yeah, sure, let's give the guy a hand. Okay. I hope it ain't a flat tire. I don't feel like crawling around under... Hey. Huh? What happened to him? Well, I don't... Jumping catfish, what's that? I don't know. Oh! 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 My arm! What's it? Wait! An arrow! Holy smoke! Hey, Bill! Bill, I must be going crazy or something. Wait, look! We're being attacked by Indians! In the brilliant glare of the truck headlights, menacing figures run and dance wildly, and the two truckmen cower back, unable to believe their eyes. For the wildly gesturing men are clothed in breech clouts. They wear feathered headdresses, and their bronze-colored skin is painted in garish colors. There can be no mistake. They are Indians. But where did they come from? What are Indians in full war paint, armed with bows and arrows, doing on a modern highway? We'll know tomorrow, gang. So be sure to hear episode four of The Ghost Brigade on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time. Watch for the Superman Adventure Serial soon to be shown at your local movie theater. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. And right after Captain Midnight, you will hear Tom Mix and his Ralston Straight Shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.